What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And and guys, I... I'm super, super pumped for a totally different reason than any other episode that we've recorded so far, because I literally met this incredible woman about three minutes ago, <laughs> and, and now she's on my show, and, and, and it excites me because everything you're going to hear in this episode will be completely raw and real, because we haven't even known each other long enough to script anything to make us look cool. So, I have with me today... Karen Carr. And here's all I know, guys, and then I'm going to let her tell you what she wants you to know. Every realtor I've talked to in the last six weeks has said, do you know Karen Carr? Do you know Karen Carr? Karen Carr talks <laughs> about that. Karen Carr has a video about that. Have you talked to Karen Carr yet? And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> who the heck is this woman that people will not stop telling me about? So Karen Carr, welcome to the show. It is an honor to have you Would you kind of give us a little 30-second snapshot of who you are? Absolutely. I think it's so funny that so many people said that to you in the last six weeks. That's kind of weird. I still can't wrap my head around this whole thing. So my name is Karen Carr. I am a realtor in Savannah, Georgia. I have been licensed for 15 years now. I have moved a lot. And every time I would start over in a new city, I had to start from scratch. You know, I went from Northern California to Hilton Head, South Carolina, to Atlanta, to Savannah, And I made all of those moves in a space of about four years. So it was like, oh God, here we go again. I got to move again. No name recognition, no market share. Nobody knows me. If they go look me up in the Georgia Real Estate Commission website, they see that I got my license two weeks ago and they think I'm a brand new agent. I don't know anything, even though that's not true. I'm newly licensed in this state, but... Sure. You know, it's just tough. You're, you're having to re- rebrand yourself. So when I got to Atlanta, I decided I would start making YouTube videos just as a way to get my name out there to start branding. I was taking the videos and putting them on my website to help the blogs rank on Google. And then we moved to Savannah. And as soon as I got to Savannah, I'm talking like five days after we got there, I got the phone call that totally changed my entire life. And he said, I found your YouTube channel. I've been watching all of your videos. I feel like I know you already. We're going to sell our house in New York. We're moving to Georgia and we want you to help us. And I said, you have the worst timing in the entire world. I literally just moved across the state. I moved five hours away. So I can't help you, but I'll refer you to one of my former colleagues. And he and his wife were so disappointed that I personally was not going to be able to help them find a house. And that was so eye-opening to me because like, you're an internet lead. You don't know me. We've yeah. never met before. We This is the first time we've ever even spoken on the phone. And you are disappointed that I personally am not going to be able to help you. Where, you know, usually when you work with a buyer, they're like, 
you're just opening the door. You're the means to an end. You're the, you're the gatekeeper. I got to work with you because I have to see these houses, but they don't have any sort of loyalty to you. They don't really, they think that we're all interchangeable, that we all do the same things. Right. So when he said, I feel like I know you already, I thought, holy crap, I really need to double down on video and the rest is history. Okay. So I, there, there's a million things that I want to dig into in, in what you just said. But I guess where I want to start is what are you doing intentionally to allow people the opportunity to say, I feel like I already know you? I am making one video a week that I put on YouTube. And YouTube is a is a very conscious decision for me because it is not really social media. It's a search engine. It's right. like the, the video version of Google. So I don't want to make all these videos about real estate and put them on Facebook in front of people who are not necessarily in the in the market to do a transaction anytime soon. If they're on Google or on YouTube and they're searching for how much do I need for a down payment or best neighborhoods in Savannah, they are seeking out the information so right. that when it shows up, they're like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted to know about. And then when I am on camera, I am not... I'm not driving up in the Lamborghini and my $1,000 suit. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. I am just being real and being my authentic self. Yes. I'm trying to to portray myself in the best light. I'm trying to be competent. I'm trying to show that I have knowledge on the subject, but if I flub my line, I just laugh about it. There's one video I did where I totally fell down and did a face plant in my driveway. <laughs> and because we got the whole thing on film, I kept it in the video. I People tell it. me all the time, like, I love that you don't take yourself too seriously. You seem like somebody we would enjoy working with. So not only do you know what you're talking about, but that they genuinely like my personality. And that's what makes them want to call me. So I know that I do not appeal to everybody and there will be tons of people that watch my videos and they go, oh my God, this woman is a flake. She's a dingbat. I don't want to have anything to do with her. And And those people are totally okay. They're not my people. I wouldn't enjoy working with them either. So So, you don't have to have everyone like you, just, you know, your tribe. Those are, those are the people we're trying to attract. So let's go to the opposite of what you just said, because I know you coach a lot of agents on how to use YouTube. Yes. And so I run into agents all over the country that what you just said about not rolling up in the Lambo and not trying to be fancy and trying to be something that you're not, like that doesn't land with so many people. Like the thought of being vulnerable is so counter and you know opposite of, of what I think in the business world we believe or maybe we've been taught. So how do you kind of teach the perfection out of people? Well, it's interesting. I One of my coaching students lives by the beach in Florida. And when I would see his stuff on YouTube or on Facebook and on YouTube, he would do kind of vlog style videos where he was riding a skateboard. He was wearing an Aloha shirt and board shorts with a baseball cap. And then he joined my coaching program. And the very first video that he did, he was sitting at his desk and it had the little nameplate in front of him with his name and he was wearing a suit and he looked so uncomfortable. And I said, (laughs) why, why did you do that? And he's like, well, I thought that that's what I had to do. I had to be the professional real estate agent. And I said, 
No, you need to be yourself. You, it, the great thing about video is that you attract people like you. So the person that you are on camera is the person who will call you. Yeah. If I were wearing a suit with high heels, dripping with diamonds, and my hair is all fancy and stuff, I would attract that type of a person, right. which would be fine, except that the whole time I was with them, I would be pretending to be somebody that I'm not. Right. So if you want to attract luxury clients and you are that kind of person, that's who you're going to attract with your videos. For me, like I'm wearing a sundress and flip-flops most of the time. I'm wearing, you know, comfy clothes and my hair is all crazy. And, and that's just like, that's who I am in real life. And I don't want to attract a client that I'm going to have to pretend to be someone I'm not the entire time that I'm working with them. Right. Come on, people. Life is too short. Like, especially in this environment, we need to preach. We need to have people that we like and yeah. enjoy our jobs and not just have one more thing to stress about. So you kind of have to be yourself on camera in order to show up to that first appointment and have sure. them not, not be disappointed that like, oh, you're not at all like what I thought you were going to be like. Well, and then I found that the the more willing you are to be yourself, video now becomes easier because yeah. there's just more moments available to you to record, right? Because otherwise it's like, well, gosh, dang it. I'm only going to have my hair done one time this whole week. And so I can't record a video any other day if I have a hat on because that's not professional. Right. And it's just exhausting to think that way. It, it's totally exhausting to think that way. And then we start going down that rabbit hole of this is who I have to be. This is who I have to pretend to be in order for people to like me. And that's not a good headspace to be in. Like it is no doubt. This is me. This is who I am. I am not going to appeal to everyone. And that's okay. There are a million agents in my market. You go work with somebody else if you don't like me. I want you to like me like my personality and want to work with me because then our working relationship is going to be so much better. And yeah. those are the people that become friends after the transaction right. closes. So good. So, so you're, you're walking people through that, getting them more comfortable with, with just being themselves and, and accepting of people are going to take it in or push it away in both ways are okay. But then video, when you're not used to it, it can feel very tedious and, and then it, with YouTube, it's not Facebook Live. So there may be some editing involved, right? And some, some things. So how do you coach people through, do you time block video? Do, do you just try to get them to capture stuff in the moment? Like what, what strategy do you, do you try to get them to implement to, to make it achievable and not feel so daunting all the time? My personal philosophy <clears throat> is to pick the one platform that you like the best, that you can be consistent with, that you think you will give you the best ROI, and then go all in. So I don't do tons of Facebook Lives. I don't, I'm, I'm not even on Instagram. I, I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on TikTok. YouTube is my platform. And that yeah. is where I focus 98% of my effort. So I time block it. I put it on my calendar. Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. is when I'm going to record. I wait until my husband leaves for work. The kids leave for school. The house is quiet. I get up that day. I take a shower. I do my hair. I put on the makeup. I get dressed. I know that that is my filming day. I have it on my calendar 
blocked off. If a client calls and says, can we go see houses at 930? I say, I'm afraid I already have an appointment. Could we make it 11? And I don't cancel my appointment because that appointment is no more important than this appointment. And I would almost argue that this appointment is more important because it has the possibility of getting me many, 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 many clients, not just the one client right now. So time block it. Then after you start doing it once a week, you quickly realize, well, geez, if I'm going to do all this work, like set up the light and the camera and the hair, I may as well record three or four videos back to back. And then you only do that once a month. So yes, time blocking and batch filming is absolutely my friend. I love it. And so do you, when you, when you're, especially if you're batch filming, do you, cause again, right. I haven't even had time to go to your YouTube channel and like creep on you because I'm just a man of action and I hear somebody's name enough times. I'm like, gosh, dang it. I got to go find this person and just make it happen. And so are you intentional about like, do you always do videos right here from your desk where you're filming now? Do you switch up locations intentionally? Like how, how does that work? The majority of them are talking head videos like this. So yes, I usually film in my house unless I am talking about a specific neighborhood, in which case we go to the neighborhood and we film it. I don't do a ton of listing videos. Like nobody comes to YouTube because they want to see your virtual tour of 321 Magnolia Street. Unless it is a $2 million mansion, they don't care. That's not why they're coming to YouTube. They are coming to YouTube because they're saying... You know, my husband just got transferred to Jacksonville, Florida, and we've never been there before. And we don't know anything about it. Like, could we live by the beach? How much does it cost? Like, could I actually live by the ocean? Would I be able to afford it? What are the schools like there? What is there to do there? Um, Am I going to have to have uh, hurricane insurance and flood insurance? So they're going to Google to do all of this research. If they live there now and they're thinking of selling, they're going, okay, do I have to paint my entire house gray? Is gray still the thing? Do I have to do this whole Chip and Joanna Gaines modern farmhouse design? How much is it going to cost me? What does the listing agent do? How do I hire somebody? Um, How long is it going to take? What has COVID done to our market? Is it going to take longer? Is it going to take less time? Am I going to get multiple offers? They're going to Google to do this research. They're not going to Instagram and TikTok. So since who owns YouTube? Google. Uh, I think Google, a company. Yeah, the small company you might have heard yeah. of. It's called Google. They own yeah. YouTube and they love to have videos appear on the first page of Google search results. Go Google anything about real estate in your area. I guarantee you videos are going to show up on page right. one. So, so you love you, for that to be you because of it's course. Yeah. And you, Karen, you're, you're such a great podcast guest because you already led yourself to where I wanted to lead you next, which is content. Content, baby. You just literally, without identifying what you were doing, you were rattling off questions that you are assuming and have predicted that people are going to ask themselves, which you're going to then turn around and, and create content for. Yes. So how you know, obviously you've been doing this for years. I've been doing this for years, but the average realtor that I talk to, the average realtor that you talk to, they, they all go, what, what am I going to talk about? What will I make videos about? Okay. So, so if you've been in the business, yeah, if you've been in the business for any length of time, you have questions that you get asked all the time, especially when it comes to like first time buyers. Yeah. They want to know, what is earnest money and when are they going to cash that check and how much do I need for it? They want to know what's the difference between a pre-approval and a uh, 
pre-qualification? Why do I have to pay for a home inspection if I'm paying for an appraisal? Like just make a list of the commonly asked questions that you get. All of those would make good video topics. If you work with more sellers than buyers, all of the things that I said they were Googling, like they're asking you those questions. When you go to the listing appointment, all of those questions, like walk me through what I got to do to get my house ready to put on the market. They're asking those questions, just make videos about those topics. And then you're trying to not only answer the question, but make it an interesting thing for them to watch. So if you just turn on the camera and you're like, hello, today I'm going to tell you seven (laughs) things you need to know about curb appeal. Would you watch that video? No. So you're going to just try to be charismatic on camera and then show, don't tell. So this is where I see a lot of people get hung up. They'll do a talking head video like this, but it's a hundred percent the camera on my face, just watching me talk. If I'm saying, put a big pot of mums on your front porch in the fall to welcome people, like go outside and shoot the front of your house. I use my house in my videos all the time because I'm here. I may as well use it as backdrop, right? <clears throat> so if so I'm when saying- you're, When you're doing that, because, and again, forgive me, right? Because I haven't got to go watch all your stuff yet because I will be. Oh, you will, baby. You but will. do you, so <laughs> the, way, the way, oh, I, I'm definitely going to because I, I already told you before we started rolling, I suck at YouTube and I'm going to take every drop of, of wisdom I can from you. Uh, so when you talk about this, is that actual video that's kind of rolling as B-roll and your audio is still over the top of it? Yes. Do you ever treat it like a late night show where like, you know, if you're talking about flowers, you might like plop a big old pot of flowers like next to your your face as an image? Well, sure. Absolutely. Whatever you need to do. If you're talking about you know, curb appeal for the front of your house. How do you make the front of your house look welcoming? You're going to show examples on screen, whether it's video that you personally shot yourself, whether it's just images from Shutterstock that you downloaded off the internet. Don't go to Google and find pictures and download them. They're copyrighted. You don't have the ability to use those. Don't do it. But you can go to places like pixabay.com, pexels.com, unsplash.com. Those are all free. You just look for pot of flowers and then it says it's free for you to use. So you download it and you put that in your video in the editing program. And that way you're showing what you're talking about. They hear you, but they're seeing what it is you're talking about. And that just keeps the viewer's attention longer. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so what what I want to ask you next is like, you can give that to people, right? Like you just very simply laid out how to do content strategy for YouTube. And yet there's still going to be a ton of people that just aren't going to do it. That is true. What is, what do you feel like is their ultimate holdup? Because they blamed content and then you fix that part, right? And then now it's the next thing. What, what, what is it? The next thing is I don't want to be judged and found lacking. I don't Mm. want trolls. I don't want people that are going to write nasty comments. Okay. Here's the thing. We are being judged whether we know it or not. If I wake up on Saturday morning at 630 and my son says, we don't have any milk and I really need a bowl of cereal. And I go to Kroger in sweatpants with my hair in a bun. You don't think that the people are like, 
you couldn't even put pants on before you came to the grocery <laughs> store. Like they're judging you whether you right. are aware of it or not. So right. are you going to let that prevent you from earning a six-figure income? Like how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to yeah. be a successful agent? I will tell you that there are three videos on my channel that have a combined view count of at least 80,000 organic views. Do you think that we are making well into the six figures in GCI? Yeah, we are. So wow. do am I going to let some stranger's opinion of the fact that I'm letting my gray hair grow out stop me from earning a killer income? Right. No, I'm not. At the beginning, the first time somebody made a nasty comment, it hurt my feelings so bad. Like sure. I got a thumbs down on a video and it was like, oh, why did they hate my video? What did I ever do to you? And I like opened a bottle of wine and I'm oh complaining. My, my husband goes, why do you care? And I said, because I don't know. Why do I care? It's a straight, it's probably some 18 year old living in his mom's basement who can't get a job. Like, why yeah. do I care what he said about me? And, and I know that the strategy is working because I'm getting phone calls all the day. We got right. $2 million buyer leads yesterday. Wow. Okay. So I know that this works. So, so do I really care what some troll has to say? No. And then the best part is it's your channel. You can delete the comment. You can block right. them from ever commenting again. And and I know, Karen, I, I know, you know, we, we like to say we don't care, but, but like we're all human, right? Yeah. So, so how do you personally, like, how do you protect and continue to grow your mindset so that when those nasty comments come through, it, it only derails you for minutes as opposed to when you started, it could have been weeks. I just totally told myself a story that, oh, the reason they gave that video a thumbs down was not because they don't like me. It was because they don't like Savannah. It's mm -hmm. hot and humid here. They don't want to move to Savannah. Okay. It. You don't have to move to Savannah. That's fine. And I just did that. And then, after, and it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Um, if nobody ever comments on your videos and nobody gives them a thumbs up or a thumbs down, it's because they don't know that you exist and they're not watching your videos. Once you start getting your videos out there into the world, people are going to watch them and there will be some people that love them and some people that go, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And they're going to yeah. write a snarky comment. It's almost like a badge of honor when you get your first nasty comment, because it means, yay, people are actually seeing my wow. content. It's working. Yeah. What a you perspective. You have to know, like you, not everybody in the world is going to love you, but when it starts to work and you start getting clients from this, that buy or sell, and you get a commission check that you put in the bank and you realize wow. after a while, this is happening over and over again. And I don't have to buy leads from Zillow and I don't have to go cold calling and I don't have to door knock and I don't have to sit in open houses where nobody shows up for three hours at a time. Yep. I am in control of my own destiny and I am in control of my own pipeline and I'm not paying a referral fee to somebody of 35%. Like when that all starts to work, you're like, bring it on, baby. Leave me the nasty comment because I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I love it. That's so good. You're so feisty. <laughs> I love it. Feisty. So, so here's where I kind of want to want to begin to land the plane because I've had this struggle and I'm sure you have. When I first started doing video seven plus years ago, now me mainly on Facebook, you know, my wife would go, 
what are what are we doing? You're what are you like? You think you're like an MTV like you know celebrity now, and like they're like, what are you trying to do? And and it took a while to see the fruits of that labor. Yes, and I, I, I'm sure that you could tell a similar story. And and so, how do you coach people to stick with it and stay the course, even though one person might say they got a lead a month in? Another person might say they didn't get traction for nine months. So how do you how do you stay the course without wanting to knee jerk and go, man, that Karen Carr lady, she lied to me and yeah. they quit the day before the breakthrough. Well, for me personally, I when I decided to start making weekly videos on YouTube, I had already gotten a lead. So the guy that said, we're moving to Atlanta, we want you to help us. And I said, I've moved to Savannah, can't help you. So I already knew that it worked. So yeah. from day one, I was operating on, because prior to that, I was only doing it because I thought it was for branding. I had no idea that it would actually work for lead gen. So I knew without a doubt that it was going to work. So my whole attitude going into it was, this is going to work. It's only a matter of how long is it going to take? So right. I never stopped to doubt myself that it would not work okay. because I already had proof that it was working. Yeah. So you can do the same thing. Like I'm telling you, this will work. Yeah. Just, just believe me, trust me. I've had 1100 people go through my coaching program. They're all over the world. Wow. These people are saying it over and over and over again. Now, yes, it might take longer depending on sure. what are you talking about in your videos? Are you only going after buyers? Are you only going after sellers? Do you have any sort of specialty at all, I would say have a specialty. I was going after military buyers moving to Savannah because they've got orders to go to Hunter Army Airfield. I had okay. a very specific niche. And I always feel like it's easier to get buyer leads than seller leads. If you're going after sellers, it might take longer. It just might. Um, sure. If you live in a very rural area where the population of your town is 20,000 people and that's the whole area, it might take longer just because there's not as much turnover. If you live in Toronto or Phoenix or LA or Chicago or New York, you're going to get business in no time because the, wow. it's such a densely populated area. If you live in an area where people are moving to, you're going to get business. If you live in an area where it's a a resort vacation area where people buy vacation homes and Airbnbs, you're going to get business. So it's just a matter of when it could, I see that three to six months seems to be the average. Some people right away, like there's a guy that I was talking to yesterday who's in Jacksonville, Florida. He posted a video, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. It's already had 1100 views. So wow. like it could happen very, very fast for you. And I have a coaching student in Iowa, it took her a year and, and she kept like, she was getting disheartened and, oh, I, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, you are so good on camera. Your videos are so good. Please don't give up. Cause I know it's going to work. When she finally got her first lead, she was doing backflips in our Facebook oh, group. We were so excited for her and the guy was approved for 1.4 million. So the house he wow. bought was a fabulous house and now she gets leads constantly. So it's wow. almost like. It takes a while. And then once the dam breaks, you just start getting more and more and more and more. You don't get one lead and that's it. You just start getting more and more as the YouTube algorithm understands 
the type of people that enjoy watching your video, because the whole goal of the YouTube algorithm is to put the right video in front of the right person at the right time. And once it understands like, oh, okay, these are the type of people that are watching this video and commenting and giving it a thumbs up and then watching more, we'll put that video in front of more people like that. So the algorithm is totally your friend and will push your content out to the right person as long as it's getting feedback from the people that are currently watching the okay. video. So, so with the algorithm, is is the title of the video and then the way you tag it, would those are those the two most important things to get right first? You know, is it well, show notes? Is it the thumbnail? What's it's, the order of importance? Okay. So the content itself is the number one most important okay. thing. Okay. What are you talking about in this video? And is it going to be interesting enough that it will hold somebody's attention? So if they click on the video and they leave after 10 seconds, and that happens over and over again, YouTube's not going to promote your content because they're saying, well, nobody really likes it. They click on okay. it, but they don't watch it. So okay. you've got to figure out how do I make it interesting? And that comes from your personality on camera, what you're talking about, what you're showing on camera, the pacing of the video. If you talk really, really slowly, it loses people's attention. So that part, and that that comes with practice. Nobody is good at this at the beginning. I swear sure. nobody is good. It all comes with practice and repetition. So maybe by the 20th video, you start to feel like you don't totally suck. So <laughs> just know that the first 20 videos, okay. you're, you're going to be thinking like, oh, God, what am I doing? This is so bad, but you'll get better with time. Okay. Then the title and the thumbnail are huge because they've got a there, it's going to show up in the search results or it's going to show up on the suggested bar down the right-hand side. And you've got to grab their attention with what is this video called and what is that image on the thumbnail? And that is constantly something that I'm working to get better at. So okay. my, my, my titles used to be extremely literal, like 10 reasons why I love living in Savannah. And now I'm trying to make them a little more more exciting, like um, don't go to Savannah unless you know these things or seven reasons you're going to hate living here. So I'm trying oh, okay. to be a little more, you know, controversial, a little more yeah. intrigue. Um, the, the title, excuse me, the thumbnail is very, very important as well. If they glance at it and it does nothing to excite them or make them interested, they're probably not going to click on it. It's like the cover of a book. They say, don't judge a book by the cover, but we all do. And it's right. the same with your, your thumbnail. It's got to right. grab their yeah. attention. Okay. And so then what, what role does tagging play? Very little, surprisingly. Back really? in the day, yes. Back in the day, like I'm talking 2012, tags were so important. But then YouTube learned that people will lie. I know it's, it's, it's shocking, right? That people will say something that's not true and they what? will tag, I don't know, Peter McKinnon or Ryan Serhant or somebody in the tags yeah. trying to trick YouTube into showing their video to more people. And they quickly figured it out that people were trying to game the system. So what YouTube now says is tags really don't do anything for discoverability. It's okay. for misspellings. So my name is spelled K-A-R-I-N. 
Right. Everybody and their mother misspells my name as a Karen. And please, no Karen jokes. I don't need to hear any Karen jokes. Um, so but I should Karen tag jokes it. Are only about the Ian Karens. That's right. So I know. Saying. It's like I'm not that kind of a Karen. I'm a different That's right. Karen. Even my children will go, whatever, Karen, if I say, (laughs) go clean your room. So (laughs) um, I could use the tag of K-A-R-E-N, car, because I know that people misspell my name. But um, really, they don't look a lot at the tags. They look at the first 200 characters of what's in your description, and you'd be surprised at, no, you're probably not surprised. You probably see this as much as I do. People that leave that description box completely blank, it says nothing in it. Yeah. The first 200 characters are so important. You need to be saying, like, why should they watch this video? What are they going to learn? What's in it for them? What? How does this solve their problem and make their life better? So let's see. What's a good example? Um, I did one. The first video on my channel that really did well was called Moving to Savannah. That was the whole title. And then I was like, geez, I need to jazz that title up and make it a little more exciting. So then it was like moving to Savannah, 10 things you need to know. Then I made a video called living in Savannah, what I love and what I hate. And it's basically a pros and cons of living here type video. That's the one that really just took off. And I think the last time I looked at it, it had 40,000 views or something. Wow. So I'm saying like, these are the reasons I love living here. And these are the things that are not so great. And I want you to know so that when you get here, you are prepared and you're not disappointed and you know how to deal with those things. It's humid. If you have curly hair, donate your straightening iron at Goodwill right now. There is no point. Like learn to embrace your, your, your frizz and your curly hair or wear your hair in a bun all summer long, but it's humid. Um, so I'm just telling them stuff like that. Nothing that would hopefully make them not want to move here after all, sure. but giving them the straight, especially these people that are in the military that are moving here, they're coming whether they agree or not. Like right. when the military right. says you're going, you don't say, yeah, that doesn't really work for me. Right. So I'm telling them what to expect when they get here. And that video did very, very well. So in the description box underneath, you would say, if you're moving to Savannah, these are the things you have to know before you get okay. here. Watch this video so I can tell you my best tips and tricks for dealing with these things. And, and that makes you- them want to watch it. Can you go, like if I've got if I've got videos from six months ago, that don't have a thumbnail, don't have a good description, have a crappy title. Can I go in and improve those three things and and then see an old video begin to rank better? Absolutely. The only thing that you cannot change is the actual video that you uploaded to the platform. Everything else you can change and you can change it over and over and over again. So if you have a video that's doing pretty well and you give it a new thumbnail and it starts doing better, you could do another thumbnail and then you can do a split test and say, which one does better, A or B? And then it says B, B is doing much better. Okay, now I'm going to upload another one and now B or C and it says C is better. You can continually be trying to improve this stuff over time. No harm in trying that out. Incredible. I yeah. love it. Karen, this is this has been great. Man, this might be one of my favorite episodes because I'm so terrible at this. So I'm truly like the kid in the candy store soaking up this knowledge for myself. I don't even care about the listeners at this at this point. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just sitting here as a student. And Good. so how do you, because you've mentioned it, I've mentioned it, that not only do you leverage YouTube personally for your own business, 
but you've coached over 1100 people around the world to do it as well. Yeah. So how do people connect to you? How do people connect to your coaching? Because we'll put all this in the show notes for, for people that, that want more of you. Wonderful. I appreciate that very much. And the, yeah. the whole way that the coaching came about was so funny that I started getting like, after I'd been doing it for three or four months, I started getting calls from agents who said, I'm following you on YouTube. And I said, why? Like, are you moving to Savannah? <laughs> and they said, no, I'm like trying to get ideas for my own channel. Will you teach me how to do it? And I'm like, are you kidding? I'm so busy. I don't even have time to, to like brush my hair in the morning. No, I don't have time. And after I got about 50 of those phone calls, I finally said, okay, people want to learn how to do this. I'm going to wow. make this coaching program. And then it just took off. So karencar.com, K-A-R-I-N-C-A-R-R.com, my YouTube channel. I have two. One is called Georgia Coast Homes. That is for the people that want to move to Savannah. Okay. The other one is called Karen Carr. And that is me teaching agents all of my best tips and tricks for making YouTube videos that actually turn it. into business. Because you and I, Kyle, are so much the same in that free. Like I will take a yeah. free lead any yeah. day of the week over a paid lead, not because it was free, because it's better. Because somebody, if I run a Facebook ad and they click on my, my ad, I find that I have to chase, 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 chase that yeah. person just to get them to talk to me. But if they contact me first, they've already chosen to work with me. So and true. So I'd rather get five amazing leads than a hundred crappy leads that I have to call 12 times to even get there. So that channel is just uh, youtube.com slash Karen Carr. And I post a video every week doing some sort of training on how you get business. Well, Karen, I, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with a guy that 30 minutes ago, you didn't even know at all. So, well, how did you even you. get my name? It was just the people that were telling you, or didn't we meet on Clubhouse or something a few well, days ago? So, yeah. So, okay. I've been hearing your name from a ton of people. And then I looked down, and now we're both on a stage in Clubhouse. That's what it was. Yep. And, and so, in my mind, I thought, I am never going to be more credible to a stranger than right now. And right this minute, you see me on stage with you. So, yep. obviously, I'm not some random weirdo. <laughs> and, and so I took my shot, you know, and side note, I think that's, what's so cool about clubhouse is you may have not thought anything of a message from me. Had it just been totally random out of the blue? I don't know. You know, so I'm super thankful that you said yes. Well, I am very glad that you reached out because as you it can tell, awesome. this is a subject that I'm very passionate about. And I yes. will tell anyone who will listen why you've got to be on YouTube. It's the best in 15 years of selling real estate. It is the best lead generation strategy that I have ever encountered. Wow. It's fun. So I keep doing it. And best of all, it costs zero dollars. All right. Well, I, as of today, I'm going to pick my YouTube game up. Awesome. Because of you. Good. So thank you. I will follow your channel. What's it called? All right. Uh, it's just Coach Kyle Draper. Okay, there you go. On YouTube. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us, listening or watching or re... I don't know how you're consuming this stuff, however you're doing it. Thank you for doing it. This is the Social Media Mindset Podcast. We'll be back soon with another super awesome guest. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Bye.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.